2: Good morning, Cherries fans, and welcome to this latest episode of Cherry Picking. We're up to 29, one away from 30. And, of course, I have my main man next to me, Mr. Matthew Harrison. How are you doing, Matt? Yeah, all good, Craig?
3: Up for another Cherry Picking?
2: Definitely, definitely. And hello to all our viewers on YouTube and all our listeners on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and whatever other podcasts we're on, but we don't (laughs) realise. So, it's been a busy, busy week at the Football Club, of course, still in the summer, um, and we will be looking at our tables very soon, and seeing where we think we're going to finish. But... um, what we'll do is, where should we start? Should we start with the Fantasy Football League or should we delve into the latest
3: news? Let's delve into the latest news um, and do it the other way around. I don't know, let's have a little recap on maybe a couple of the friendlies so far.
2: Yep, that Very sounds quickly. good. Shout um, So, of course, we beat Hibs quite convincingly and Maccabi. Um, what is it? Maccabi Tel Aviv, is it? Something like that. Yeah, something like that.
3: Robbie uh, Robbie Keane's team.
2: Robbie Keane's team. (laughs) There we are. I I remember there was Maccabi Tel Aviv. I've probably got it wrong, and they're probably not very happy with that name. But um, I will get it right. Have a look. Yes, it is Maccabi Tel Aviv, see? There we go. We got beat 1-0. But... What do you make of it, Matt? You know, 4-0 against Hibs, you know, Scottish League side, Israeli League, I don't know much about it. I think it's just a run out. These results don't really matter. Um, But it is a case of
3: every player trying to get as many minutes as possible. Mm. I mean, you know, my views on on friendlies, you know, for me, it's not about the results. It's about, you know, Seeing now, especially with the new manager in place and some new faces coming in, it's about more how the team plays and and what kind of tactics they're implementing um which is more interesting for me than the actual result um yeah. hips, um really couldn't contain the pressure of our attack um and the the attacking play is looking i think looking pretty decent, yeah, a minute. Um it if, Lee Johnson that said
2: it was the best team that he's come up against.
3: Yes, yes. Um he's the hips manager. Yes. Um yeah, he was quoted that when they when they come back to Scotland, I think. Um yeah. he, I think he was quoted on was that um I can't remember where, where I saw that. Was that on was that on their actual website? I think, it, I think it
2: might have been. Um, Either way, it's somewhere. It's Prince. somewhere out there. But, you know, I think, you know, of course, a former Bristol City manager. Um, and it was actually in the Bournemouth Echo um, that he's... Oh, no, sorry. Burning boss Lee Johnson says that midfielder Jacob McIntyre told him he'd never played a team that good.
1: Wow.
3: So, you know, that's, that's um, a compliment, isn't it? You know, whatever level of football you play at. And, um, yeah, so over the two games, win one, lose one, doesn't really matter, does it? It's, it's all about, you know, at this stage of the season, the fitness, players getting minutes under their belts. They're all playing for their starting place, aren't they? You know, the new yeah. manager, they want to impress. I think Brooksy has looked good. Um, I thought Cloyvert was outstanding.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, it was good to see um Hill get some minutes. Um yeah. and he played in a right back role as well, um, against Tel Aviv. Um, which ain't his normal natural position, but he, he looked quite comfortable at right back. So that's the other thing with preseason. It's you know, testing and trying out different things. And it looks like that's what's been happening. Um, you know, with the last two. It'd be interesting to see what happens in the next three um obviously there's new face now to blend in which we'll talk about shortly yeah um but yeah it's I think it's looking promising attacking wise it's looking promising um and I think we're gonna have to see some even more exciting football next year and I think a lot of teams are going to be surprised by our attack I think next season mm-hmm. when do you start you know in
2: preseason? because we've used a lot of players, we've mixed up, there's these 30, you know, split into three, match split into three, and when do we move and transition to a more settled starting lineup? So, Iriola goes, right, okay, is it the Atalanta match? Is it the Lorient match? Lorient, they're not going to like me for calling them that. I can't pronounce it. Lorente
3: Lorente, that's it. Lorente. Is Something it I, I normally can't pronounce but uh Lorien. <laughs> <laughs> <Laurien. laughs> <Laurien. laughs> um, <laughs> really quickly, isn't it? Lane Orient, isn't it? Like, yeah. Um Yeah, that is a good question. That would depend on the on the on the uh manager, won't it? Um I yeah. mean for me I think as you get deeper into the preseason, I think that's the uh you know, the time that... I mean, I, I personally, I think if I was the manager, the last game of, of your round of preseason friendlies, you would start what you would then think would be your strongest lineup for your first game of the season. Um, but I think he's going to be testing, trying out things the whole way, I reckon. Um, obviously, they've had the privilege of 30-minute, 30 30-minute, 30 30-minute 30 in the first um, game, um, which... Obviously, all three keepers got game in both games. Um, Randolph didn't put himself to shame, I don't think. He he pulled off a world-class save. Um, So, it's probably a bit of a headache in the goalkeeping department, maybe, at the minute, who becomes second choice for next season. Um, But, yeah, I I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I mean, we're just going to have to go to the games and find out. But... um, yeah, I think with the way some players have um, have played, I think their names already on the team sheet. Yeah, um, for me, Brooksy, Cliver, um Neto was uh, is bound to be number one. Um, yeah, Zabarini, if I said it right. Zabarini, eh? I I, I, keep, I started
2: by. Uh, I started that craze. Zabarini. Although, I think I was I've, playing FIFA the
3: other day, and they said it's completely different. I can't even pronounce it the way they pronounced it. I think he's class act, um, and yeah. so for me, he's on the team sheet um, along with Sinesi. Um and I think the young lad Greenwood, um, playing at left back, has done done well as well. To be fair, I mean he's doing himself no harm at all. Um, whether he stays, uh, you know, maybe as a as a backup. Uh, maybe third choice or someone like him and the way he's been playing, I think he needs to go out on loan and get some game time to, to develop himself. But I've, I've been impressed with the, what he's put out in the, in the friendly so far. Um So yeah, it's been, it's been, a, you know, a pleasure to, to watch at the minute. Um yeah. Obviously we've got to go down the M27. That'd be an interesting uh, one um, because that'd be <laughs> a big test for yes. Saints having, Big old Bournemouth go down there um, when they're in the lower division than Bournemouth. Um, But, um, yeah, Atalanta and Lorente will be two good tests um, in in front of the home crowd. So, yeah, it's still going to be quite an interesting period, I reckon.
2: Well, I've heard that, you know, Iriola did actually inquire about uh, Paul Town taking on the first team, but unfortunately they weren't available that weekend so we had to do
3: with Saints. <laughs> well, I was at the pool Town game and the development squad yeah. uh, played there um, and Jamal Lowry was obviously in the shot window. Um, yes. he, he played. Um, but I don't think he played against Weymouth on, on the Saturday, so um, it looks inevitable that He's obviously on his way um, at some point. Um, yeah. To be fair, the development squad, um, I actually know somebody who played against them for Weymouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he came down to Port Town uh, Tuesday night. Um, yeah. And for me, uh, the, the development squad, uh, they did give him a good game. Yeah, um, and Paul. Um, I thought Paul were better in the first half. I've got to say, than the development squad. But these guys are youngsters playing against, you know, play, some players you know near in their thirties that have played played in the non-league circuit. So it's yeah. going to be a tough, you know, a tough, tough ride. But they managed to grind the win out. But then they went down to Weymouth and and, and lost two one to Weymouth. But um, yeah, it was quite interesting seeing them in the development squad um as well um but i do remember the days at, at Tatton and, um yeah when we were going down there with the first team and i think well if i remember one time we were there and they had no shirts they had to wear the training tops during the game <laughs> um you know back in the in the good yeah. old days and i, I remember uh, i remember fletch being down there Playing and um, and, all, and all the whole team, the whole first team squad were playing in their training tops because the I don't think the new shirts had arrived or something like that. But and I'm going back a long, long time there.
1: But, oh yeah, I mean,
3: pre-season used to be
1: like
3: very, very different back in the day. Yes. Um, I mean, I remember being at Ringwood Town um, and uh, spanking them like fourteen 0 and. You know, and, and it'd be the first team squad playing. The majority of it would be the first team squad. Um, but that's going back oh many, many years ago. I think many it times.
2: changed, didn't it, uh, with the um, visit of Real Madrid that year.
3: Yeah, I mean, even before then, we had some interesting teams during pre-season. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we went to the new ground, you know, I remember Spurs coming down when Jamie Vednat was still playing for him. and Yeah think crystal palace come down um so yeah we've had some interesting friendlies but um you know since the premier league era when we've been getting um you know like we've had napoli yeah um god who else have we had we had um god, it's been quite a Saucy few dad oh yes real sausage dad, dad yeah, um, season or season before whatever it was um so yeah it's, it's been good to see some you know, different different teams on pre season, totally different to what it used to be. Yeah, totally different. Yeah. Little, old, little old Bournemouth playing against Napoli in a pre season friendly, and <laughs> but yeah.
2: Well, you never you never know what might happen. Um, and of course, little plug. We've got another plug coming out a little bit later on, Matt. I'll leave that one to you, Matt. But um, of course tomorrow uh, well today I should say of course giving it away it's recorded the night before today at 8 o'clock we have the Harry Redknapp full show so you've seen the fan views it is now time for Harry to make his predictions so um, Everton Wolves fans, Forest fans quake in your boots um, we'll see what Harry says So, um, let's go on to the first part. We'll leave the fantasy football for the moment because you can probably see down the bottom there is all the joining details. Hopefully some of you have already joined whilst we've been talking about pre-season friendlies. But let's have a look at this kit. Is it a monstrosity or is it something that's quite nice?
3: Well, you know my opinions on away kit so what do you yeah. reckon what do you right. reckon I think what do I reckon you think because hmm. I haven't actually said anything to you about what I think of the kit I think you um, bloody love this because you know you
2: like a zany shirt um, the are the better half the
3: time but is this too zany no this is smart um And I like the idea behind it. Um, Like we have had previously with like the beach design on on the shirt. And last year we had that sort of palm tree effect, didn't we? But this one with the whole rippling water, I I, I believe it's it's based on the rippling water of the sea. So kind of gives the shirt a concept, doesn't it? Um, Yeah. And I like the colours. I like the different tones of blue. Um, I like the badge obviously blended in with the shirt like they normally do the away shirts these days it's more tradition now that the badge colours match the actual shirt than than the traditional colours um, I think the neck's nice like, yeah. I like a good round neck um, it's a smart shirt um, as soon as I saw it I, I'd like that straight away Um, be interested to see what the it's one of this for me. I don't know whether I'll prefer it with the sponsor or without the sponsor. Um, I'm one of these that I like to have the sponsor on the shirt, Uh, yeah, but so I'm not too sure on that yet. But the shorts, um, and the socks, I've seen them as well. Um, obviously, which they didn't have in these promotional shots. That's smart, so it would make a complete smart kit. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I could easily... This is the type of shirt, you know, you'd go abroad in, you know, and all of and, you know, like the guys are wearing here, you know, your casuals, it it looks smart. So I think, um, yet again, Umbro have done a good job um, on the home kit um, and, and, and this kit. Um, Yeah, would I say it's one of my favourites out of all the Umbro shirts? It's going to be up there for me.
2: See, I've got contrasting views of this now. Um, Firstly, I've just looked at that picture and I've been dying to say this, and I've only just realised this, but Justin Cliver already knew what this bloody shirt was beforehand because look at the socks he's got on. Um, It's either that or this shirt runs in the wash. And what he's done is he's put his um, Nike Nike socks in there with the shirt and it's bloody ran everywhere.
3: Um, Just commenting on the picture of Cliver there, don't you reckon it looks lovely with the background of the swimming pool?
2: Yeah, it does. And actually, they picked they picked that swimming pool. They've probably gone round, you know, all the hotels and thought,
3: have you got one with a patterned floor? I think you find that's a mosaic. Mosaic. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be little tiles, mosaic tiles. That would it's make a posh up. hotel then, isn't it? Well, I think it's definitely... I recognize the building behind Lewis cook there and I'm trying to think of where it is, but yeah, i um, going back to the shirt. Um, <laughs> the thing is for me, so like I've said, um, I mean, you know what I'm like with football shirts. So I, but, um, but for me, the price is, it for me i just think it's a bit it's a bit steep yeah uh, you know not for me personally um but i just think now you know football i know it obviously things always go up in price and football yeah. shirts are never going to stay 40 pound for you know the entirety but and 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 the replica shirt is is massive business to football clubs um all over the world um but i just think You know, £65. And then, you know, I tend to have some of my shirts, not all of them. Like that one, I might not get printed because I think it's quite smart as it is. Um, But, you know, if you want a player's name on the back and and all that. £83 with the sleeves as well. And then you times that by three if you want all three of them. It's a lot of money. It is. It's a lot of money. For, I mean, for some people, and and in, in this time of, you know, people are struggling. Um, you could imagine having a couple of nippers all wanting the new shirt. You know, if you've got kids. Mm. Um, and I mean, what are they now? They're what? £55 a shirt, are they? Yeah, which is ridiculous, personally. You know what I mean? It, it's mm. going to. That's, dis- that's the biggest disappointment for me. I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's. It's business. It's as simple as that. I remember
2: business. when shirts used to be 40 quid and, you know, um, yeah, it's it is ridiculous. With going back onto this shirt, because I don't think the quality's got any better um, and I think these sponsor logos after, you know, the wrong sort of washes, which let's be honest, parents will do, um, will peel off. I know you've got a special way of doing yours and um, but they do peel off but, You know, just going back to this shirt I have seen loads of comments Somebody said that it looks like a J-cloth That your wife would do the washing up with a J um, J-cloth <laughs> <laughs> um, To be honest we don't use that or use sponge. But, um, you know, I know the cloths that they mean, the little patterns on them. Um And, yeah, I'm, I don't, to be honest, mate, I, I did think, yeah, it's not for me. You know, it reminded me, can you remember that Manchester United shirt from years ago where they said they couldn't see each other on the pitch and they come out oh, against
3: Saints, the- wasn't it? That's the grey, that grey shirt they had.
2: Yeah, and I thought is it going to be something like that? You know, because it's so thin. But I've seen a picture today somebody's bought one and put it against a dark background and I tell you what it's bloody lovely. Yeah. The whites come out in it because there is like white parts of the shirt and yeah. it's not overbearing. It's um I think it's like minty color. That's what they class it as. So yeah, I think um yeah, not not bad, not bad at all, actually. Um it's one of those things that you know has to grow on you when you initially see it, you think, what the fucking hell is that? And then you know realize actually it's not bad.
3: Mm. Uh, that's fair enough, I mean I love it so I like it do you know one that's gone the other way
2: throughout the years? well actually I'll name two last year's away shirt I thought when I first saw that I thought wow that's amazing, I love that shirt that's kind of gone the other way Yeah, and the other shirt that's gone the other way can you remember the limey green thing um, from a couple of years back and it had like the Bluey Arms. It was yep. a third shirt. Yeah. That went the other way as well. But I tell you what, nothing will ever beat that shirt that I could never get because it sold out after one match. Um and you've bloody got it. The mint one. You like the one with the broken glass. What was it? Coral or something?
3: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a smart one. I mean, I don't think Umbro really uh, have done a bad shirt. To be fair,
2: no, I think this is all right. I think this is all right. Maybe the only only gripe is, you know, the AFCB bit on the back. Back, you know, it kind of doesn't really show very well. Um, neither does the Umbro logo. Not that I'm too bothered about
3: that, but yeah. I, 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 it's grown on me, yeah. I would definitely, uh, definitely say that, um, it's one I will be purchasing. There we are. Well, that is the
2: shirt. Let us know what you think out of 10 um, in the comment Eight. below. Mm,
3: nine, a nine, I would go.
2: I'm going to go six. Initially, it was about a three. So, it shows. The home one, though, this season, which, of course, I have got already, is beautiful. Um, I rushed out to buy that. And that, I would say, is a nine, pushing a ten. I think it's so
3: much better than last season's. Um, yeah, I mean, I really liked last season's as well. So, um yeah, yeah, it'd be hard. To, it's hard. I would say probably this is the smarter of the two. Do you think so? Yeah, I would say this is smarter than last year's palm tree effect.
2: You sure. don't agree that it's a J cloth? No,
3: no, it's not a J cloth. <laughs> We're obviously going to have a bit more of a toned down third shirt, I'd imagine. Um, Maybe this is where the yellow comes in.
2: You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that is the colour. Let's if have a yellow
3: places. shirt. Oh, yes. It Not a fluorescent reference. yellow. A good old yellow coach's yellow. That's what we want.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I reckon I reckon it would be a yellow one. I think that there is probably a little bit of truth in that rumour that was being bounded about. But maybe it wasn't in the same shirt. We'll, yes. we'll, we'll soon find out. If It's rubbish or not,
3: it probably is rubbish. <laughs> I, imagine, on <laughs> I imagine it's going to be out very, very shortly, so yeah, okay. definitely. Right, well, so... saying
2: that if we have a yellow shirt, we better not have black on it because we look
3: like bloody Watford. <laughs> um, so, so mine's a nine, score yours is a six. So that's yeah. what we scored the shirt, okay? Right.
2: There we go. Let us know in the comments what you give it. So, where should we go next? Should we go to an incoming?
3: Yeah, let's let's have a look at the incoming. Right here we go.
2: There he is. And ah. Milos Kirkes has joined AFC Bournemouth from AZ Alkmaar. Um, it was fourteen point five million, if I'm right in thinking. Uh, yeah, undisclosed, wasn't it?
3: Uh, well, yeah, the class undisclosed. It's, it, it's it's rumored to be that, yeah,
2: I think Mark McCadden put on their figure, um and let's be honest, he's quite accurate, so let's have a look more about the main man, and there he is holding that beautiful shirt. I just bloody love that shirt, I think that is one of the best shirts we've had for a
3: long, 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 long time. It's uh, black for me, like I've said before.
2: It's the best since two thousand and fifteen, since first best since 2014-15. That's my opinion. Right, no. let's move on. <laughs> we could talk about shirts all night, no. couldn't we? Look at how many I mean, shirts that's got. We, we
3: got, we got to do this. You know, we are, we, we are in the process of producing the shirt show. I know that we yes. keep talking about it, and uh, it is in the works. It's just taken a little bit longer to get together and plus we need the third one as well. We yeah, we're we yeah, <laughs> we are gonna include this season's shirts yeah in it as well. Um but uh that's still to come. So yeah let's lay off the shirts now. Let's let's start looking at um let's Mr. start looking at some of the quotes. <laughs>
2: right. So Milos Kirkes was born in Serbia seventh of November two thousand three He's a spring chicken. Um, AFC Bournemouth were in the old Division 3, if I'm fair, right? Two. Two, sorry. Two
3: when he was born. We were promoted in the
2: May. Let's hide that for a moment. Um, Kirkez was born in the same town, Ribas, in Virginia. I can't say it. Vodinia. As Hungarian singer Magdi Rusia and psychologist Imri Sazenyas. There we are. Oh, yeah. Magdi Russia, one of my favorites, I can tell you. I don't know what she sings. <laughs> you can tell that I'm going to struggle with the pronunciation, can't you? Um, Kerkhez played for Rapid Wien up until 2019, uh, signed for Gaia in 2020. During an interview, Kerkhez stated that he chose to represent Hungary because he got a lot of help from coaches and teammates whilst at Gaia. In 2021, Palio Maldini um, personally called Kerkhez, prompting him to sign for AC Milan. Kerkhez is quoted, when Maldini calls you, you can't say no. Kurkay's made no senior team first-team appearances whilst in Italy, and then in January 2022, he signed for AZ Altma in the Eredivisie. Um, I said that right, didn't I? Um, the uh, yeah. attacking yeah. fullback scored three times whilst in Holland. Benfica had shown interest in, but were put off by the 20 million euro asking price. He re- represents Hungary at uh, full international level, so has so far has eight senior caps to his name, and representing the under-17s and under-21s a total of 10 times. He's played against England during the Nations League campaign, making his full debut against Germany in September 2022. Um, and of course, that Nations League game, England stuffed up. Um, (laughs) and 20th July 2023 Milos Kirkes decides his future is in safe hands at Dean Court Um, this is what he said it was a big decision but really since I was a kid I believed everyone's dreams of playing the best league in the world that's the Premier League and to have the opportunity to come to a club like Bournemouth is a big thing so I'm really happy to be here we got in touch with Bournemouth, and I feel the kind of respect the club and the people showed us. Really, that was a big part of me coming here. So, was a busy few, a few busy days. But now I'm finally here. I'm really happy and excited. The coach has a big impact on my move to come here. He comes from the Spanish league, so also his philosophy, I like it. The club's philosophy, his philosophy, I love it. So, yeah, very, very, very positive stuff. And left back, one of the high, well, biggest rated youngsters in football, Lazio were in for him, wasn't they? And yeah. he's supposed to come to Dean Court instead. And you would never imagine that, would you? Never no. imagine that.
3: Obviously, the league has attracted him. That's yeah. obviously admitted. Um, it's it shows that the club starting to have some real real pulling power. I think. Um, I think. I think he wasn't he one of the youngsters with the most assists or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I saw him on yeah like point second on some chart list or something. Very very high. Um, and I just think it shows how much the club has moved forward in terms of the transfer policy already. Um, yeah. You know, signing you know Clivert, Okay, you know he's not his his father. Um, you know who is you know an absolute superstar, but you know five years ago could we attracted? that kind of name to the club? No. I don't know. definitely Uh, not. You know, I know we've obviously pulled in the likes of Nathan Ake and, you know, uh, uh, you know, possibly some people may even say Begovic because, you know, he was at Chelsea at the time and things like that. But, you know, I think with this youngster, he's so highly rated. I mean, I've read a lot of European press as well this afternoon. Yeah. Um, and and you know they don't speak anything but highly of this this teenager uh, well's not a teenager now he's 20 isn't he um of this mm-hmm. of this young player um and obviously he's decided that coming to the Premier League and uh, and coming to a club like Bournemouth is obviously right for him um, to obviously develop in the future um his caps for Hungary um mm-hmm his age is quite impressive um he's also capped under 17 and obviously under 21 level and is already in the hungarian first team and and they're having quite a, a what's the word i'm looking for um revolution yes the right word um yes. obviously they're, they're having you know, they're, they're, they're kind of coming into their own a bit, aren't they? Um, and, and, and they, they seem to be developing internationally, um, in, into a very, very good side. And this guy's only 20. And, um, obviously he's got a long, long international future ahead of him by the looks of things. So it's only going to be a good asset for us. Um, obviously with Vena not materializing, um, which I think is mainly thanks to, uh, Ray Murphy, believe in everything you read, um, but with him not coming in now, um, obviously this was a role that needs filling. Um, he's, I think he's, I think he's similar player to Vina in some respects. Yep, but I think we may be a bit more excited with this one. Possibly. Um, so it's it's good to see. Obviously, I'm assuming, you know, we, we, we've we got Kelly who can back up left back. But if you believe in what you're hearing, um, it looks like the new manager uh, prefers him as, as more of a central in the defence. Yes. Um, so, you know, it looks like that, you know, if we do play a back four, then... Um, left back role will go to to our new man, but um, it's the right back position as well, which I think you know we do need to strengthen. Um, also, um, you know, Frederick's can't seem to stay fit, yeah, obviously moved on, um, to pastures new, and you know, Smithy, you know, what a player you know, he's not going to go on forever. See, uh, that's what's sad really is, you know,
2: it's Smithy has done a great, great job, you know, at this football club. But I think, you know, it is quite true that, you know, his career here is coming to an end.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, I, I think it is. Um, I think, you know, last season, I think he struggled um, at times. Um, mainly just with the pace. Um, You know, if you've got a yard on him, you've, you've you've done him completely done him. Whereas, you know, go back five years ago. Also, you know, Smithy catch anybody on that pitch. Um, Oh yeah. But what a servant, what a player, you know, Mm -hmm. what a player. Um, You know, I, I like right backs myself. Um, you know, like Frano um, before him, you know, eventually moved to the centre, you know, Frano, Smithy, Neil Young, you know, these are all like great, great right backs that have represented this club in, in, you know, in the years that I've been watching, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was young, um, I think the first person I did see play right back was Sean O'Driscoll, believe it or not. Um, Yeah. But, you know, Neil Young eventually became a um, you know, one of the first names on the team sheet, just like Frano and Spiffy have become. Um and uh, yeah, you know, it happens to all players. I mean, you know, unfortunately like Stanislas came to the end, didn't he? Um yeah. and, you know, every, everyone comes to an end. But you know, when when he does, you know, come to the end, um, you know, what a s what an absolute servant he's been. Um it'd be a club legend smithy i mean harry speaks very highly of him doesn't he he does yeah he does so if someone of harry's caliber talks highly of you then obviously there's got to be something about you well you've already given something away in this show coming up
2: uh later on today but there you go <laughs> you'll have to find out who else he talks highly of should we have a look at something else um that is in the press <laughs>
3: Yeah, this is probably just a, a, just a rumour. Um, I'm hoping it it's just go. a rumour, because um, I love this guy. Um, yeah, same but, here. Uh, yeah, let's hope it is a rumour. So, Senesi
2: agent offers player to Italian club. Agent calls player not suitable for the Premier League. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> agent has offered Bournemouth man to title-winning club player unsuitable for Premier League AFC Bournemouth took Marcos and Essie from Farno last summer and he was a regular for them making 31 a pit league appearances and three more in the cup competitions last season the centre back has a deal lasting until 2026 wants to leave the cherries in the summer window which I think is rubbish um, that's according to Arian Napoli, who state the Bournemouth defender's profile is unsuitable for English football. Um, the report states that he this has seen the Argentine's agent offer him to Napoli, who are in the market looking back for a new centre-back after selling Kim min Jae to Bayern Munich. Former Napoli sporting director Cristiano Gattoli had looked at the defender in the past before deciding to bet on other players. It said those who manage the 26 year old would want him to jump at the opportunity of joining the Italian champions in this window. The website adds the option to play in Serie A has always been an interesting prospect for Senesi, who would be even happier to join a club like Napoli area. Napoli State, Rudy Gar- Gar- Garcia's side um, decision. He, is still unknown after they were offered an opportunity to sign the Balboa Defender. So, there we are. There's the stats. Um, And, personally...
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
0: Picture the scene, all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah. I'll I'll let you have
2: your go first. You tell me, what do you think of this?
3: um because it's got agent all over it um is it is it agent talk is the agent trying to force a move mm-hmm. or or make the player think he needs to move um to generate some money in his pocket i mean i don't know um you know money talks in this game um personally i hope it's a load of tripe um, because I think this guy is fantastic. I think him and our friend. um go on. Pronounce Zabarnier. Barnier. I think those two for me are, are definitely my my first two choice centre backs next season. Yeah. Um, a hundred percent. Um, so yeah, I don't want to see this guy leave. Um, so I'm hoping it's a load of paper talk. Um, it's an interesting subject to cover. Um, because I, you know, there's been nothing really, you know, when players aren't happy, you, you know, you tend to hear whispers for quite some time. And you know, I, I've not seen anything or heard of anything uh, regarding the player being unhappy. I mean he's done some promotional like video while they were at the training camp with S exactly. with Zoe
2: Randall, yeah. I mean,
3: you know, if you're an unhappy player, you you would try and distance yourself from, from that kind of thing. Mm. Um rather than kind of putting yourself at the forefront of the you know of the, of the training camp. Um Do you want my opinion? I I well, I'll just finish with it's a load of rubbish. Well, Go on. My opinion, and this is
2: something that is going to become a theme in these shows. Bullshit!
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think it is. (laughs) (laughs) There
2: we are. (laughs) That is going to be any rumour that we think is rubbish. That is going to be displayed on your screen. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> and we will now be carrying a parental advisory on yes. every episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> so, where should we go next?
3: They think... accept that on Talksport. What's that? Sorry, they accept that Talksport on Talksport. Well, Talksport oh, Talk fan network channel. I
2: think they have had him on Talksport before. No,
3: I'm on about the language.
2: <laughs> I think they've. I think they've had Carl on there. I'm not on about
3: Carl. I'm on about the language.
2: <laughs> well, let's be honest. That's the one of the only words that Carl knows how to pro- say properly. Really, bless him. Yeah, yeah. It'll be. Um, yeah, I need to. Um, watch a couple of his episodes actually coming up. Um, that's for another day, that. Mm. You, pro- you know what I'm on about, don't
3: you? No. An Idiot Abroad? Oh, I love them.
2: Yeah. yeah. You'll probably know which episode I mean. Yeah. Considering my latest news. But that will come up soon. And I, in fact, I might do a little tour. So I'm it'll sure be, there'll be a video. It'll be, it. it'll be a Cherry Idiot Abroad there, yeah. we go. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Shall we move on to our magic
3: number? What? Oh, well, yeah. Yep. It was the magic um, number. Hey, yeah, on this week, um, the magic number was uh, chosen on our Facebook page by, um, if I believe, I'm right, uh, by Danny Stewart. Right. Here we, we go. The number
2: one. One is the magic
3: number. There we are. So just to remind everybody. That's probably uh, not how it goes, is it? Probably not. Just to, <laughs> just to cover up Craig's singing. Um, This goes back to when shirt numbers were actually allocated to a player. So for many time from the 1999 to 2000 season, when shirt numbers started to be allocated to football league clubs. So the yep. first person that was actually officially allocated the number one shirt. Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. The late, great Mark Ovendale. Yeah. Um, we've uh, had Mark uh, on um discussion before with um our team of the whichever team of the decade we did uh yeah back earlier on in the in the series and um yeah um fantastic goalkeeper um who we went on to sell um to Luton town I think for about three hundred and twenty five thousand I think it was which was back then how the club survived so um Good solid goalkeeper, um, who is sadly no longer with us. Um, after Mark left, we brought in this guy. Now, this guy and Gareth Stewart have both been on the number 13s, yeah. um, because uh, Michael Menetrea um, was brought in as the number one, but lost his place to Gareth and then the following season Gareth became the number one and um Michael Melitrea took the number thirteen shirt for the remaining time he he was at the club. Um but yeah so Gareth obviously current assistant goalkeeping coach at the club um yeah. was uh you know with the club but a lot longer than what I could remember actually. Um mm-hmm. But a good servant to the club, and uh, still going strong now. But then again, another hero comes back, um, Mossy, who's obviously yep. part of our Hall of Fame. He uh, certainly is. He he was voted in by our viewers on Twitter. Um, so we we'll won't cover too much on 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 Neil now, because obviously we we've covered quite a bit on Neil. Over the cherry picking podcasts, but um, yeah, he was obviously allocated the number one shirt um, after his loan spell. Um, he he was when he first came back given the number 25, but um, the season after, he then took the number one shirt back from Gareth. There we are, Shwan Jalau, and a lovely array of goalkeeping kit colours there. Um, quite like that silver one myself, but do you know what that reminds
2: me of? Though I don't know if you know, it reminds me. Can you remember Cardiff? Cardiff around that sort of time, they
3: had a shirt just like that, didn't they? They might. Oh yeah, you're thinking of that black and yeah 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 you're thinking that it was black with, with, with the trim. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was around the time they won the cup final, uh, got to the cup final, I think. Um, but yeah, yeah. um, Yeah. I can see why you're liking it, liking it to that. Um, but yeah. Um, again, Schwan was also, um, covered on the number 13s, um, because there's been a few yo-yo between, uh, goalkeepers in the shirt numbers.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, but remember, yeah, now, he's with Eddie. He's now with Eddie. Yeah, he certainly yeah. is. He's now in America. I think they're out in America, aren't they? Yeah, they certainly are. Rocky. Yes. Final Um, Good goalkeeper. Um, he, when he came in, I think he actually, Hal brought him in, I think, if I remember rightly, when he come back and he, uh, he dislodged David James, I yeah. think. If I remember rightly. Um, so, it's not bad doing, is it? Dislodging a former England international. Talking about goalkeeper shirts. That, that goalkeeper shirt, shirt in the middle. Turquoise, beautiful, isn't it? There was yeah. also a pink version of that. Yes, I and remember. There's, the pink one, there's one going on eBay at the minute, which I'm keeping my eye on. Um. Because I, these goalie shirts were lovely, these feeler ones. But I never ever bought them at the time because you know I, I, I was buying like the third, first, third, and second strips, you know. Um, yeah. Never used to really buy little goalkeeper shirts. I mean, I got one on tonight just purely because uh, this old grey, born red one. Because uh, we got this shirt number theme tonight. But yeah, these ones were really good, really good. I'm kind of gutted, I never bought them at the time, but hey ho you know me and my football shirts
2: Believe it or not, I've got a pair of yellow shorts on with my blue top today and they're goalkeeper shorts from last season It's only fiver in the sale and why I got them was for the gym and going for a swim, um, but they only had the big sizes, so they do um, look a bit like a dress on me
1: Hmm <laughs>
3: Moving swiftly on, <laughs> we have had the one yeah. shirt for a very short period of time. Yeah, um, I liked him when he came in. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he was um he was good, but I think he kind of lost his way down there, and then obviously we brought in a loney two, mm-hmm. and then one loney kind of settled in, and then became a. Cult Hero, the pole in the goal. Also, member of our Hall of Fame. Yes, Mr. Borich. Um, yeah. Well, okay, there's nothing we can say about this guy that we haven't said already, is there? Really? <laughs> but Do you know what?
2: He's a, just a legend, isn't he? Ah, commanding figure. You know, was had that defense really well organized? Yeah, you can't can't say anything negative about him.
3: No. But obviously, when he moved on, Begovic. Yeah. Number one shirt during that championship season. Um, while we're just on the subject of shirts, look at that beautiful green one there. Yes. They I never forgot all about different. that one. Huh? I forgot all about that one. That was COVID though, wasn't it? Yeah, but they never sold it in the club shop. The only two you could buy was the orange and the yellow. And that nice one I think they brought in because there was a clash, some kind of clash. I don't know if it was with a Luton shirt or something or what, but they had to bring the green one in for some reason. And I thought, wow, I love that. Yeah. And of course, you can never buy one, buy it. But um, yeah, this guy, obviously, as we know, just signed for Palace, is not he? He um, has, yeah, Redskins, Rangers QPR, QPR 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 Palace, yeah, QPR. Um, so yeah, back in the championship again. And, um, he's gonna be a big asset for
2: them, so yeah, definitely. He's gonna be busy, I think, because I think Palace, uh, not Palace, QPR will struggle the same sort of area, they? they're just down the road from each other, but um, I think they're gonna struggle next season, QPR, but I think you know. He'll keep them safe.
3: Do you know much about Begovic's own brand of goalie gloves?
2: I've seen them. Yeah. Is it a a one K?
3: A one B in it or something? A one B or something. I don't know. What I can't remember. But all I know yeah. is there's a few pros that wear them. Yes. So, um, must be decent. Yeah. Obviously, he's got his goalkeeping uh, schools up and running. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: He's already started the business before you know he retires. Fair play to him.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, wish him all the best at QPR. Unless we meet him in the cup, in which case I hope they get stuffed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, was he? Was he a contender for our worst select eleven?
2: Yeah, he was. Um, I thought he was pants. Um, I don't know where he is now. Um, I don't know how he come into the club. Um, I just, he was appalling,
3: wasn't he? Um, well, I saw, last time I saw him play, if I remember rightly, was just before he left. It was at the, it was at Yeovil in the FA Cup. Yeah. And he just couldn't use his feet. Yeah, like He was terrible with his feet in that game. I remember when he was receiving balls back and everyone in the stand was kind of like, oh, God, you know, because he he made some right cockups ups with his feet. But, yeah, um, unfortunately, I'm sure he's a great goalkeeper, but just didn't work out for us down here.
2: I I don't know so much. I, th- I remember seeing something on um, TV and who was it that he went to afterwards? Because he made a right cock-up for them. Whoever that was. Uh, Reddin, I believe. Was it? And what an absolute cock-up he made for them. Um, Yeah. Of course. um, Ocean Island. Mm. Yeah, didn't But believe it or not, he's at Red Bull's... Well, was at Red Bull Leipzig. He's currently unattached
3: again. Ah. So he might become one of these goalkeepers that become a bit of a journeyman
2: yeah yeah he's to be fair he hasn't made that many appearances um across his career. He is thirty two years old now um you know had quite a success at the start with Hod and mould, then went to Inglostadt, Aston Villa, where he played thirty times. Norwich, he didn't play at all. He played once for us, and you know, really looks very, very uncomfortable. Played ten times for Reading, and I'm sure that was where the cock up was. And then two times red rule Leipzig. Yeah, mm. I just, yeah, I just don't think he's unfortunately um, a very good goalkeeper at all.
3: Well. The guy that came in straight after was obviously Freddie Woodman who joined us on loan and that picture of him there looking up to the sky I think summed up his uh, time here really because uh, his only appearance was in the cup. Couldn't he dislodge with a Trav's. lot of pedigree, didn't he? Yeah well he couldn't dislodge Travs could he and let's be honest no. season Mark was having there was no one going to get in his way um, and he played this game against Warren Wood didn't he which was one of those cup ties that you just don't ever want to remember a bit like Blythe Spartans really. So I think we should just yeah. probably move on. Yeah, let's move on. Um no no disrespect to Freddie Woodman, but um yeah Borum Wood, we don't really want to think about that. Not really. And then up to date, well, if he's allocated the number one next season, um it, we are up to date. Well there is rumors
2: of clubs in for Travers. Um, One rumour is Stoke. Now, there is conflicting reports on this. One set of reports are turning around and saying that he's not interested. He's willing to fight for his place here. The other report, and this probably sounds a little bit more like it, is that Travers is quite happy to leave on a permanent deal to Stoke. Because we have been linked to Carl Darlow, so make of that what you will. Are we bringing in a backup goalkeeper? But here's the stupid thing about this: is the age of the goalkeepers. Mark Travers is a young goalkeeper.
3: Send him on loans of soak. If that makes sense. Well, see for me, that's what I would do. I would send Mark out, um, even on a two-season loan. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I would keep him because he's going to be a fantastic goalkeeper. But he's not going to dislodge Neto. Not at this stage, no, he's not. But get him out there, get him playing again regular, get his confidence built back up, and he's a good, solid goalkeeper. He's proven that in in the Championship. Yeah. Um, You know, if we didn't get hammered 9-0 that day, um, who knows what would have happened Um, You know, that would have been Um, soul-destroying. For me, he needs games. For me, he needs to stay with the club. Yeah, And for me, he needs games. Um,
2: Quite a few years back, we beat Spurs, didn't we? 1-0. Yeah,
3: he he played that day. He he made, I think, two or three world-class saves. He was outstanding. Absolutely, he was outstanding. That there is a good goalkeeper, a very, very good goalkeeper. I've said this loads of times before. I've always backed Travers, always. Does he dislodge Neto? No, he doesn't. But for me, and this is obviously a decision that the likes of Richard Hughes and Neil Blake will make, not the manager,
1: Mm.
3: he goes out on loan. Agree. Goes out on loan, within a, within the loan contract, stating that he plays. And he yep. gets game time. Um, personally, I'd like to have seen him when he was linked to Luton. I'd like to have seen him gone on loan at Luton. Obviously, there'd be two games where he wouldn't be able to play. Yeah. It'd be the home and away fixture against ourselves. But if he was playing the rest of the games, if he was fit... That'd be, you know, that would really build his confidence up. Yeah, or, you need completely. a season in the championship, and then another season on loan at a Premier League club. Yeah, I mean, it for me, I when I see his name linked to like being sold, it just sort of to me, I just don't get. You got Randolph who can deputise for Neto for a year or two, or whatever the yeah. contract is. So. Let's get Travers out on loan. Let's not sell him. Let's get... I mean, Carl Darlow, would I want him to come in? No, not, no, for not the money. really. Not really. Not really. Not for the money. I'd much rather keep this young, talented goalkeeper, hmm. get him out playing games somewhere and, you know, let's see what happens in the future. But I just think selling him is just... Oh, it's stupid. It would be I, a I, stupid. I don't think, I, I, don't think I, um, I, I agree with, with selling him. Um, no. I,
2: I, I, I think what we need to do is keep hold of Mark Travers. Loan him out, like you say, for a season or two. You know, by all means, have Randolph as backup to Neto. And if we do need a third goalkeeper, we loan one in. We loan one in. You know, there's got to be a goalkeeper we can loan in,
3: not even from this country, but from the sure. continent for a year. You could always put a recall clause in the contract that, you know, if if Neto was to become injured, he could be recalled um, or something along those lines. Um, or, yeah, you look at the loan market and loan someone else in. Or a
2: free uh, transfer. There's a, a third... Transfer third choice goalkeeper that might not play you know it might be a case that it might be easy to get one just you know as desperate measures they know they're probably not play you know how many third choice goalkeepers have played throughout the years not that many but at the same time you know then it's not spending money on transfer fees you know, as long as it's not a sensible sign-on fee. You know, there's goalkeepers we've done with that that with throughout the years. Um, there's goalkeepers that actually went into the first team that we did that with throughout the years. Um, Federici, for example, you know, he come in. He was a freebie, wasn't he? He was out of contract and we signed him. So somebody just like that, who we can just sign, Just to get us through, but give this man some game time elsewhere when he knows that, look, you know, you'll be coming back. This guy who's coming in is just doing a job for us for a year. That's all we need. All we need a free transfer a year of a significant quality. Yeah. There we are. That is my view on that.
3: And that's the end of our number one. Who knows? Yeah. Well, next week, maybe um, the post on, 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 on Facebook and uh, we'll list the numbers that we've actually done because we've done quite a few numbers now. We have, yeah. Um, so we'll list the numbers that are done and we'll get someone to randomly pick a shirt number to look back on next week.
2: Yep, definitely, definitely. And we've got some special shows coming up in the interim. Let's just quickly go through our fancy football. And here it is. Um, it's back the Cherry Picking Fancy Football League. Yeah, it's back. Or the Fleague as we call it. Um, so here is the entries. Um that was from last week. As you can see, we've got the new entries on here. And uh, joining us this week in the Cherry Plicking league, we've got Lee Jennings with Can't Fit My Willian. <laughs> I, uh, I see what you've done there. I see what you've done there, Lee. Do um, you know what? I love these. I think we should have a little competition. Maybe just a wooden spoon for the best
3: name. We'll paint it red and black for you as well. Wooden Sorry. For the best name. No, 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 no. You don't do that. You actually give a proper prize, but we'll what get on to that. Uh, you know? we'll, yeah, we'll, what do we do? You know, something
2: inexpensive. We can paint it red and black, you know. Or we just uh, give them a prize when we get a sponsor. We do, just a little trophy. Strangest you know name. Strangest really. most, name. Most creative name. Not being funny.
3: There. That can't fit my William. William. I think that's an early front runner, isn't it? That is, yeah, because that's cracked me up. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
2: But Andy McDonough's not done badly either. Haven't got a clue.
3: Yeah, that's good. I like that.
2: Mark Chapman's gone for Bruno 18 Bruno. Is that Bruno 18 Bruno? I'm trying to think. Do you know what? The more I read through that, I bet that's got some sort of meaning, some special meaning. Matthew Laurie has gone for Captain Kirkus, so he's dived in there with the new signing. And uh, Samuel Harrison, he is a big midget, and he's gone for the biggest midgets. (laughs) There he is, um, our main man at the bottom. And um, this is last year's Harland Smarland by James Hornby, who is one of the competitors this season. Uh, Kadira Pendrop was second. Who's the Daddy? Dorset Pickers. uh, Ferret in the House. White Laws at the Wheel. um, Top of the League, although he wasn't, Matt. Uh, Romford FC. Cherry (laughs) on Top. And Dongs Eleven. Dongs Eleven. Con of the dong, um, but of course, uh, I, I don't know where I finished, um, but yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I need to improve. I haven't got bad side this year, have I? That's the thing.
3: Do you say There's i was, still I thought, plenty of time to tweak your teams? So, yes, I mean, if you join in, it's not too early, join, tweak your team because, um, it. Yeah, let's get involved. And like I say, you know, we we are looking for a sponsor. Yes. Um, and this, any, the money from the sponsorship will all completely go towards prizes for first, second and third. If we can stretch it to fourth and fifth, we will. Um, but that is what we are planning. So, um, and, and these pri- prizes um, will be in voucher form. Um and it looks like we what we be doing we be doing the vouchers for uh, the club shop at decor. Yes. Um, as soon as we find the sponsor, the sponsor will have their um, logo splashed all across these um, uh, these these graphics for the league. Um, we'll also be doing mini shows on it, so there'll be a lot of exposure for the business. Um, yeah we are only asking for a very, very minimal sponsorship. So um, if anyone is interested um, or anybody knows that anyone that might be interested or any of you that's in the league that might be interested to sponsor it, um, you know, please get in touch.
2: I think I'm going to win it this year. You know, I've got a feeling, you know, I am going to, you know, I've got a good team, you know, I think, that, that team
3: would go there. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm gonna have to get some of my own ones of these done. That is, there we are. Do you want to say it this time? What's that?
2: You know about me winning the fancy? No, victory. I don't want,
3: I don't want to be censored. I think the screen's saying it all. There we are.
2: You <laughs> the, if you're listening to the show, you probably guess what that was saying. There, um, it's already been repeated a couple of times. It's better when Carl Pilkington says it. Do you know what? I might actually get like a little soundboard where Carl Pilkington can actually say it. Surely uh, it's on there. Surely it's on the internet somewhere, isn't it? That I can just play it. Um, it must be. I bet i bet it is on here somewhere but yeah there we are that is cherry picking for another week um well, so we do have one 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 thing to or
3: two things to plug what have we got to plug well let's think craig's gone blank oh yes we do don't we yeah go on Okay, so this week I had the pleasure of sitting down with former head of player progression at the football club, Joe Roach, um, who's recently um, departed. Um, Joe tells us his whole story, really. I mean, it's a real, real good um, evening with this one. Um, You really don't want to miss it. Um, we go through everything from his military career um, to even some superstar players that um, Joe played against during his military days. Um, real, real interesting insight. Um, really, you know, really inspiring for, for any youth players, any coaches. Um, it's Real, real eye opener, um, and it was a real, real pleasure to sit down with with Joe. So that's going to premiere this week end, this weekend on um, YouTube, on Saturday the twenty second of July, um at eight pm, um is when it will go live on YouTube. But like I say, it is a real, real pleasure to sit down with Joe. Um, lovely, lovely guy um a real real aspiring interview not to be missed
2: and honestly you know i have got the pleasure of editing this and i've got to say it is one of the most interesting interviews i've ever and honestly matt you've done a fantastic job with this
3: yeah it was a real pleasure i mean i, I, I did do a lot of research um i've been in contact with joe for the last few weeks um um, discussing little bits with Joe, and yeah, he has been an absolute gentleman. Um, nothing was too much for him. Um, as soon as I spoke to him or left him a message, he got straight back to me. And it's been a real, real pleasure organizing it and researching it and then sitting down with him. It's been really, really good. Um, and I do like doing these, these, uh, these are always interesting, no matter who you sit down with. Um, obviously. We had Joe Partington last week um, who spoke very highly of Joe Roach um, in that interview, and that was a great interview. Um, But this is totally different to a player interview. Um, This is a guy who's never played at pro level, probably could have played at pro level but didn't. But tune in and watch the interview to find out why. Um, But this guy has... It's just, just watch it, um, is all I can say, without giving anything away, really. Um, but it was, it was a real pleasure, real pleasure. Mate, honestly,
2: it was brilliant. So, it will be going live, this, on Saturday at 8 o'clock, and you'll probably see it already on your screen, along with the Harry Redknapp preview, oh, well, wow the season preview show which is going live at eight o'clock tonight joe is eight o'clock tomorrow um and it's an outstanding interview honestly watch it just watch it just watch it there we go so yes lots to look forward to um i'm sure more signings are going to come through the door um how many more do you reckon we'll sign? I'm thinking three, and I've yeah. got a feeling we're going to sign this Fresneda.
3: Right yeah, back, sounds, yeah. If you if you believe everything you read in the press, it does sound quite promising, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and like like I said earlier, it is it is an area where I think we need to strengthen. Um, be interesting to see if we sign a striker. me yeah yeah but yeah uh still going to be a long um window transfer deadline day i think might be good for us this year i could be an instant deadline day um but yeah yeah that concludes another week but then again we do have a cherry picking special at the weekend don't we that's uh we do
2: Yes we do, so keep your eyes peeled for that Um, And this Saturday we are only, well, three weeks away from the West Ham game It's getting closer, getting closer
3: Yep, it certainly is And uh, yeah, then those Saturdays at drag with no football will be long on Oh tell um, me about it it would be downhill all the way to Christmas (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> well, wow. thank you again for joining us on this show. Please remember to hit the like, the subscribe, the bell button, and watch all the previews as well. Um, we've had some really good people on there. We've had Arsenal fan TV who've given their thoughts, Andy Hodgson, Bid TV's Alan Partridge, basically. Um, we have had loads and loads and loads of people, B- Billy Reeves from BBC Radio London. Um, and, of course, we've even had biggin
3: We certainly have, Yep, yeah. Steve Fletcher did our uh, season preview for, for the channel, which was uh, good of him. Yep,
2: definitely, definitely. So go check him out. Until the next show up the Cherries, we shall see you in the next one.